0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Pastoral Epistles with this message entitled "Church Discipline." Preach, July twelfth, two thousand fifteen. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Titus chapter three, verse nine. The subject is church discipline. Discipline has two aspects: teaching and punishment and it is true in all three institutions God established in the world family church and state there is discipline in all these three institutions of God parents especially the father are responsible for order in the family Eli failed in his rule and we read also Samuel failed pastors are responsible for order in God's church so we read in Acts 20 keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which Holy Spirit has appointed you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God. Which he bought with his own blood. Or Hebrews 13 we are told. Obey your leaders. And submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men. Who must give an account to God and the state is ruled by God ordained human authorities parents are given the power of the rod rod when it is administered drives out foolishness and drives wind in fear of God wisdom the state is given the power of the sword and the church is given the power of the keys so we read in Matthew 18 I tell you the truth whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven Or Matthew 16, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. John 20 and verse 23, if you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. The most spiritually powerful institution in the world is the church not family or state the power of the keys is the most powerful authority Jesus Christ himself builds his church and no power on earth can destroy it he alone is the head of the church He builds it and he rules it. He rules it also through pastors and teachers appointed by Christ. Appointed by Christ and the Holy Spirit and therefore ordained by God's Holy Church. Jesus Christ personally adds to the church each true believer and disciples him each true Christian obeys the will of his father in heaven he is given the Holy Spirit and he obeys the Holy Spirit each true believer hear and do the will of God each Believer obeys the true ministers of the gospel as they command to obey, to obey all the teachings of the Lord of the church. The visible church contains, understand, sir, true and false believers. The visible church is church. As we see it. The invisible church consists. Of only true believers. It is church as God sees it. The false believers are non-elect. And so are not born of God. Though they are in the church. They are like branches without any fruit. John 15, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it, so that it will be even more fruitful. John fifteen six says, if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away, and withers such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and birds speaking of eternal hell so we read in second timothy 2 nevertheless god's solid foundation stands firm sealed with this inscription the lord knows those who are his i don't but he knows and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness friends in due time false believers shall prove themselves to be children of the devil like Judas and Demas many of them will be thrown out of the church by Christ and his holy people power of discipline. They'll be cast out to be destroyed by the devil unless they repent truly of their wickedness and prove their repentance by lifelong obedience to Christ. Friends there is no autonomy in Christ's church. There is no autonomy anywhere in God's world either Christ rules or the devil under Christ rules autonomy idea is itself demonic in regard to order and discipline in Christ church in our text Titus 3 9 through 11 the apostle instructs Titus to do the following a pastor is to preach and teach only the authoritative word of God all scripture is God breathed and is profitable for teaching, rebuking correcting, training in righteousness and so on he doesn't preach anything else all human opinions are lies we cannot be saved by the dung of our own opinion. The gospel alone is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. If a church does not preach the gospel it is not Christ's church it is the synagogue of the devil. Today friends very few Are the churches that preach the gospel of the Holy Scriptures? So, in our text, Paul says avoid always foolish questionings, genealogies, dissensions, fights about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. That's what you find in most churches. Useless. Worthless. tongue. What they teach. Are the so called. Deep things of Satan. As we read in Revelation 2.24. Now I say to the rest of you in right, To you who do not hold to her teaching. And have not learned. Satan's so called. Deep secrets. They are foolish that is godless speculations they are anti gospel so let me read to you from the scripture these speculations anti gospel without substance that you find in most churches Titus 1:10 and 11 For there are many rebellious people, mere talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision group. They must be silenced because they are ruining whole households by teaching things they ought not to teach. And that for the sake of dishonest gain, money, sir, Titus 1, 15 through 16, To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted, perverted. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. They are excrements, pastors' translation disobedient and unfit for doing anything good First Timothy 1 3 through 7 as I urged you when I went into Macedonia stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain men not to teach false doctrines any longer nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies they promote controversies rather than God's work the goal of this command is love which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. Some have wandered away from these and turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law but they do not know what they are talking about. 1 Timothy 1.19 and... 20 holding on to faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected these and so have shipwrecked their faith, among whom are Hymenius and Alexander, whom I have handed them over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. That is discipline authority. First Timothy 4, 7, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. First Timothy 6, 3 through 6, if anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, he is conceited and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicion, and constant friction between men of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. Second Timothy 2.14 keep reminding them of these things warn them before God against quarreling about words it is of no value and only ruins those who listen again avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly their teaching will spread like cancer among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus who have wandered away from the truth. They say the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands. Second Timothy 2.23 don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. Second Timothy three, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with it. Run away from them. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak willed women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses so also, these men oppose truth. Men of depraved minds, who as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because as in the case of those men their folly will be clear to everyone. Second Corinthians eleven. But I am afraid, just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than Jesus we preached, Or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted you put up with it easily enough. Let me tell you what is going to happen to them. Galatians 1, I am astonished that you are quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel which is really no gospel at all evidently some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you let him be eternally condemned cursed Saint Paul confines them to hell itself pastors are to preach the word only because the word of God only is profitable for eternal life Jesus said what does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul Avoid the anti-gospel propaganda of the devil. Run away from that church of the devil as Lot was told to do from Sodom. The ministers must preach the word and must fight for the word as Jesus and his apostles did. 1st Timothy 6.12 says fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life. Jesus did. They crucified him. Paul did. They killed him. Peter did. They crucified him. James did. They beheaded him. Stephen did. They stoned him to death. So Paul says in Second Timothy four, I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight, sir. I am in this fight every day fighting for the truth of the gospel outside and inside. Number two reject That's a command excommunicate heretics heretics are those who oppose the gospel and oppose holy living heretics are divisive people when the authority of parents comes authority of pastor comes they will not listen Jesus said repent for the kingdom of God is at hand apostles said the same thing repent for the kingdom of God is at hand authority either of God or of the devil heretics are those who oppose the gospel and oppose holiness heretics are divisive people opposing orthodox doctrine and biblical ethic They are agents of the devil promoting doctrines of demons and every sin like adultery and homosexuality and greed. They are against the Ten Commandments and for the devil's every commandment. They try to destroy the unity of God's church based on God's word alone. The Bible alone is the word of God for doctrine and for ethics. John 17:6 I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world they were yours you gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Jesus prayed sanctify them by the truth thy word is what's the truth nothing else not philosophies economics and science let God be true and every man a liar Romans 3 4 I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one unity where there is division, the devil is at work. Watch out for division. Confront them and report to the pastor, that person is a heretic. You have responsibility to give newtetic counsel to everybody. Romans 15, 14 Unity is a Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Unity, sir. The devil destroys. Destroys you. His intention is to destroy you. Especially Those who take a stand for God and for His Word and for His truth. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He destroys the unity in marriage, in family, and in God's church through the heretical teachings that oppose God's Word. Paul teaches against divisions. Our former president. A Christian and a Sunday school teacher speaking about homosexuality, sir. People asked Carter whether he believes Jesus would approve of gay marriage and Carter said he does. And he says this, I believe Jesus would. I don't have any verse in scripture. I believe Jesus would approve gay marriage, but that is just my own personal belief. Sunday school teacher, sir. I think Jesus would encourage any love affair if it was honest and sincere and was not damaging to anyone else. And I don't see that gay magic damages anyone else. I remember 1965 or so, I went with the professor Til to hear Bishop Joseph Fletcher. At that time, he was promoting new morality. And this, what Carter said, is new morality. Do you know what new morality is? Uh? The old immorality. The apostolic instruction is here given as to how to deal with a heretic, a divisive person in the church. Warn him the first time, show him his error from the Bible warn means put the word into his foolish mind to exhort and rebuke that he may repent of his sin if he refuses to repent warn him a second time especially by the pastors urge him in the Lord to change if he refuses The church must cast him out from the safety of Christ's church to the destructive control of the devil. The highest power accorded to the church. Exercised by Christ himself through the ministers and through the church. Throw him out! First John 5 19, we know that we are children of God, and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Second Corinthians 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That's the purpose. Revelation twenty two, fifteen, you read, Outside are the dogs. Those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral and so on. Outside. In God's church, they throw outside for the control and rule of the devil. If he truly repents, he can be restored. Such true repentance, listen friends. Such a true repentance today is a very rare happening instead he is welcomed into another church a synagogue of Satan a church of love you know what church of love is it incorporates sin as part of their doctrine that you can sin and be in good standing sir a true church of Jesus has these marks preaching of the whole Bible the word of God second valid administration of the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's supper number three church discipline number four the community life of love love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and your neighbor as yourself False churches lack all these marks. Few are true churches with these marks. In this church we are characterized by all these biblical character qualities. qualities. Reject unrepentant, divisive member of the church. Disfellowship him. Have nothing to do with him. The church must exercise the power granted to her by Christ. The power of the keys by which we open and admit you. By the same keys we close and put you out. Hand this man over to Satan though, so that the flesh may be destroyed. And spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. No guarantee sir. Some have rejected these and so have shipwrecked their faith. Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught. Not to blaspheme. The church has the power to exercise it. Romans 16 I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving the Lord, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. You know, if you are ignorant of theology you are target of the devil i observe a person if he doesn't understand what i am preaching he is double minded and about to fall 2nd Corinthians 11 for such men are false apostles deceitful workmen masquerading as apostles of Christ and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light it is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness now listen their end will be what their actions deserve don't ever think you can float around and continue to a divisive person and wind up in heaven it will never happen the church must exercise the power granted to her by Christ the power of the keys by this power of the word we admit people into the church and by the same power we expel from the church the unrepentant heretic into the sphere of the devil Without prejudice, church must expel very powerful members as well as not powerful poor people alike if they will not repent based on the warnings given to them. First warning and what's the second warning? Friends, the church must act to maintain the purity of the church. Yet it is Christ Himself who acts through the church. Christ will have, friends, a radiant bride, not a dirty one. Immorality, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lying and cheating no. He is the Lord that makes us holy so we read in Ephesians five husbands love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless in Revelation 19 let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready fine linen bright and clean was given to her fine linen stands for the righteous deeds of the saints there are four marks of the church I added one In theological books you only see three, preaching of the gospel, administration of sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper, and the third mark is discipline, classical formulation of the marks of the church. And I am saying from this pulpit, if there is no discipline, your preaching is wrong and your sacrament is wrong. Without discipline, nothing is right. To that I added the community life of love. Loving community as a church. The church must act and exercise discipline to maintain the purity of the church. If there is no discipline, the church cannot be pure. Everything goes. Homosexuality goes. Adultery goes. When pastors sin, he must be rebuked publicly. You shouldn't accept a charge against the pastor without two or three witnesses because he's a public figure. Anybody can bring charge. But he must be publicly rebuked for his sin. The church must act to maintain the purity of the church. Yet it is Christ himself who acts through the church. It is not my church. It is Christ's church. And he will discipline whether I fail to do it or not for this reason many of you are weak and sick and many die I said Christ will have a radiant bride not a dirty one he is the Lord that makes us holy so let us look at the expelling disciplinary action stated in 1st Corinthians 5 at least five times I found six times at least five times the church is asked to expel the wicked who was sexually immoral it was a public sin and so we read expel the wicked man from among you 1st Corinthians 5.13b put him out and this is a quotation from the Old Testament the book of Deuteronomy in Septuagint expel him appears six times beginning with 17 verse 7 you look at Korah Achan Achan And others were expelled and what, sir? Destroyed. Today we put them out. Let's fear and tremble, sir. If you are a member of God's holy church, he sees you sinning. Even in your motivations, he sees it all. It is with him we have to do. So look at First Corinthians five, one through five. We are told in verse three, apostle already judged him from afar. And verse four, the church assembled together, or the representatives of the church, the council of elders, they are assembled. And five verse four, by the authority of Christ. In the name of Christ means by the authority of Christ. When the elders do what they do, they do by the authority of Christ. And again five four, by the power of our Lord Jesus is present. When we act, Christ himself is present in his power. You see, autonomy doesn't work in the church or any place. Either you are under Christ or you are controlled by the devil. There is no autonomy. It's a deception. Matthew eighteen twenty says... If two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst by the Spirit. And then we read, hand this man over to the power of Satan to inflict punishment on his body for the destruction of his flesh. When you sin, all of a sudden... The mind doesn't work. It cannot judge anything correctly. Madness. Craziness. Cannot put two and two together. Confusion. You don't know what is right, what is wrong. Because you embrace the sin. All of a sudden the distinction between right and wrong is gone. Throw him out. Away from the sphere of Christ... To the sphere of the devil. That he may destroy his body. 1 Corinthians 11.30. For this reason. For the reason of sin. Many of you are what sir? Weak. Weak. You see it graduates. First general weakness. The spring is gone now. You jumped out from bed. Your mind was alert and so on. It's all gone now. If you don't want to repent, graduates into what's a sickness. sickness. Oh, you went to the doctor, he said it is cancer. But you didn't put two and two together. How did you get that? And then you die. But this fellow who is thrown out, if he is a good soil born of God elect believer he will repent and be restored if not this action of Christ and his church sends him to hell don't ever think everybody is going to repent in my mathematical mind and experience in this church 98% of people will never repent People who are what sir, thrown out. Matthew twenty five, forty one, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. It's already prepared. Who prepared it? Jesus prepared it. You don't want to receive him as Lord? <laughs> well you wait. He will throw you out into outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth show me a church that preaches about hell and heaven oh we have become very civilized there is no distinction between sin and righteousness it's a blur so if you find a person who is divisive and wicked Counsel him. And if he repents, it's all right. If not, inform the church. And the third point is divine assurance. What does it mean, divine assurance? I'll tell you. The heretic who promoted disunity in the church was given opportunity to repent. First time and again a second time, but he refused to repent. He remained what, sir? Stiff necked. Want to know what happens to stiff necked people? Eli, 98 years of age, God threw him backward and he broke his neck and died. He didn't honor God, he honored his children above God. He refused to restrain them from doing evil. So I read Proverbs 29 verse 1. The man who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes. Not just two. Many rebukes. Will suddenly be destroyed. And without remedy. Who destroyed them? God. That's the end. People think believing in Jesus is an option. If you want to you can do it. If you don't want to you don't have to. No sir. The greatest thing that can happen to you. Is to hear the gospel from a man. And it comes to you. And you repent and believe in Jesus Christ. And you will be saved forever. It is the greatest thing that can happen. To a human being in his life. Hebrews 6.4-8 It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift who have shared in the Holy Spirit who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age if they fall away it is impossible to be brought back to repentance because to their loss they are crucifying the son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end it will be (laughs) burned. Speaking about hell. Fear of God keeps you from sinning. You pretend, you make-believe, you say that I'm doing fine. How are you doing, sir? Fine, fine. Hebrews 10, 26 through 31, listen to this if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth no sacrifice of four sins is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses how much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot. Did you know that, sir, when you sinned? You were trembling underfoot the Son of God. Who has treated us an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified him. And who has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The leaders and the church that expelled the wicked from the church, the wicked who deliberately violated their covenant, the leaders must be assured of three things about the expelled wicked person. Three things. The church must know three things about the person whom the church put out. First, he's a pervert. That's the Greek word, sir. He's a pervert. He's a person who is twisted inside out. And the Greek expression tells me he became a pervert in the past... He continues to be a pervert, in spite of warnings from Christ. That's number one. He is a twisted person, and we were speaking today about faulty bow. Psalm seventy-eight fifty-seven and Hosea seven sixteen, faulty bow. It is constitutional. It is congenital. You take that bow and shoot it every time, it goes the wrong way. Number two, he is sinning continually. That's the Greek expression. He's a pervert. He hates the straight and narrow way leading to eternal life. Like Cain, he loves his sin. Like Esau and Judas, he will not and cannot repent. Oh, he smiles and all that. Hi. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? Life is okay. and Yeah, fine. It's wonderful. You can fool me sometime. But you cannot fool Christ. Number three. He is self-condemned by his own sins one word very rare word self condemned condemned by his own actions like the one who buried his one talent and justified himself before his lord you know what he said His masters replied, I will judge you by your own word, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I'm a hard man taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow. Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when I came back I could have collected it with interest? Self-contempt. Though he is self-condemned, listen to this friends, he justifies himself and blames the church and especially the pastor. You can count on it. And put it crudely, he makes his own feces and make balls with it and takes it and throw at other people and say, you stink. So church, don't blame yourself for throwing the person out. Read Revelation 2. Verse 2 and 6. God commends. The church of Ephesus. For exercising discipline. And condemns. The church of Pergamum. And Thyatira. For not. Expelling the wicked. From the church. Revelation 2.14. And 20 through 23. Don't blame yourself. You obeyed Christ. Christ is pleased with his church. Which maintains order. And purity. By the exercise of discipline. And number four. Purpose of church discipline. There are five purposes. First punish the wicked in the church by handing him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh 2828 it goes crazy number two protect the church from impurity that is maintain purity Hebrews 12, verse 15, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Number three, to preserve Christ's honor. A sinning Christian dishonors Christ. Just like a disobedient child dishonors parents. The Bible says, honor your parents. And so Paul says in Romans 2.24 As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. A sinning Christian is shaming God in the world. Number four, the restoration of the sinner based on true repentance. This is only true if he had been a true believer to begin with most excommunicated people never truly repent and return. I can speak from experience. Number five a warning to believers look at Achan, Judas, Ananias and Sapphira. They both were killed by God, the head of the church and we read in Acts five verse eleven great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. God has his own way of getting rid of the stubborn and the rebellious and the wicked. He sees it, sir, we sin in his presence. The Lord Jesus Christ never sleep or slumber. is ever awake number five some biblical reasons for excommunication not full reason but some first divisiveness the church of Jesus Christ is Christ's body it is united maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace and Titus 3, 9 through 11 is speaking about divisiveness. Romans 16, 17 says the same thing. Whenever you hear somebody attempting to divide the church, he is to be rebuked to his face. Anyone has the right to do so. Not join him. That's what he wants. Paul says... Chloe's household reported to me that there are what, sir? Divisions among you. I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas, I am of Christ. See, they come very nicely. They sow division. And you have a responsibility to say that that's against the Word of God. It stands opposed so everything the Bible says. And I warn you. I tell you that you repent of your wickedness and ask God to show mercy and I'm going to the pastor to tell him about you. But I'm going to tell you first. Number two, sexual immorality. You read that in First Corinthians 5 1 and so on. Number three, failure to work and provide. For yourself and your family. It's a violation of fourth commandment. Second Thessalonians 3, 6 through 10. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we command you brothers to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. What is the rule, sir? If a man will not... Work he shall not eat. Number four, disobeying scripture. Second Thessalonians three fourteen and fifteen. If anyone does not obey our instruction in this matter, take special note of him. Do not associate with him. Number five, blasphemy. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander. 1st Timothy one twenty, Whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. When you say homosexuality is okay you are blaspheming Jesus Christ. Number six teaching heresies. Second John 10 and 11 if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching do not take him into your house or welcome him anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work orthodoxy sir that's why in this church you listen to our internet sermons and teachings and books and you notice it's an educated church serious about theology number seven if a person commits a sin unto death 1st John 5:16 and 17 if anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death he should pray and God will give him life I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death there is a sin that leads to death I am not saying that he should pray about that what is that? It's a rejection of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. It's a rejection of atonement. It is the idea that you can be saved and sin. All these are wretched ideas. That's what most churches are teaching now, isn't it? You can be saved and what's a Sin. Isn't that wonderful? Love, church. We are broad-minded, sir. We don't make any discrimination. You committed adultery. That's all right. Come on in. We were looking for a pastor, sir. You have the right qualification. Let me say this to you. In application and conclusion... Friends, make your calling and election sure. Don't just believe your own opinion. I said your opinion can be what, sir? Wrong. Number two, all four soils Christians are in the visible church. All of them are here, the visible church. Only fourth soil Christians are true believers. They persevere to the end. Number four. If the Lord added you to his holy church, he will make you holy. Number five. A true child of God confesses Jesus is Lord by the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing he does. He hears and obeys the word of the Lord He does the will of the Heavenly Father He is led by the Spirit And obeys the Spirit and the ministers When expelled from the church He repents and returns A true child of God David is a classic example A true Christian lives by repentance and faith all of life. That's why when we celebrate the Lord's communion, we ask God to forgive us our sins. Because the truth is we sin. In thought, in word, in deed. Sin of omission and what? Sin of commission. Number seven, he lives a holy life not conforming to the world no we don't conform to the world but we conform to Christ let us pray Heavenly Father we pray that you have mercy upon us we stand not in our power not because of our righteousness we confess salvation is by grace from beginning to end We stand because you made us stand. We persevere because you helped us to persevere. And Lord, we pray that you help us to persevere to the very end. Oh Lord, we praise you and thank you for giving us sufficient grace to live that life you demand of us. As we read your word We are enlightened and our heart receives the word and by your grace we obey the word. Bless your people we pray in Jesus name. Amen.